Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. It's Tuesday. It's uh, Personal Finance Day with Brian Hirsch, and uh, we invited Brian to talk the principles we should all apply uh, to provide for a secure future for ourselves and have some peace of mind when we get into our retirement. Brian Hirsch, if you didn't know, is the chairperson of Brian Hirsch, Coley & Associates, PTY, LTD. Happy New Year, Brian. Good morning. Yes, Kaji, happy new year to you. How am I meant to get into the mood to talk about money after listening to that such relaxed music? Right. I've got to sort of But I think relaxed music is good when you're going to talk about money because money causes a lot of anxiety (laughs) for a lot of us. Well, you know, we had, you know, unfortunately, my big concern before I talked last week, I spoke, I touched on the importance of getting one's affairs in order, uh, particularly knowing that if you die, do you have all your affairs in order? Will your family be able to wind up your estate pretty quickly? I spoke about the life file, the importance of putting all your documents and getting everything together. Uh, I must tell you, what after Eskom's increase, it concerns me more because, you know, I think this is going to be inflationary. And forget the increase in the, in the price of, 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 of energy. What is this going to do to inflation? And what is this going to do to interest rates? And so many South Africans who work have got debt are going to find now that interest rates are going to go up. American will announce their interest rate hike in February. They will go up. We'll follow suit. It's going to make it a lot harder for consumers. So I want to share the principles required to provide for a secure future and peace of mind. So let me just start. There are actually 10 principles. The first principle is financial knowledge and understanding. You know, so many people go into investment plans, they go into life insurance plans, and they don't really understand. And when they don't understand, they make mistakes. They sell when markets are down, when they're short of money, they cash in policies, not realizing and forgetting the reason they bought those policies, particularly life insurance, dreaded disease, disability policies, where people go into these covers and then they think I can't, they're too expensive and they start. So the most important thing is to understand why you are making a move, why are you buying life insurance, why are you doing anything in terms of in, in, in terms of your overall portfolio. The sixth, second principle is premature death, providing for your family in the event of premature death. And it's really divided into three areas. One is to make sure that you get rid of all your debt. You don't leave your family with debt. The second is to make sure your children can get educated because what else can we do other than give our children standards and education? And thirdly, how will your family live thereafter if all the debts paid off and school fees are taken care of uh, right, through to, um, right through to university? Then the question will be, uh, how much money will you need to draw and to give you an income? The third is, right from day one, start saving for retirement. We're finding more and more people who do not have retirement savings, who are relying more on the state, having to find other jobs in retirement. If you start young and you start planning for retirement right from day one, we've got a lot of school go, school go, matric coming out, results coming out tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, kids who are, do, or who are lucky to get jobs, start saving straight, straight away. We've also got anything that you make, any contributions you make to tax-free investments or retirement duties before the end of February. They're very, they're very generous tax savings, so get involved in that. Then think of, of your healthcare program. Your healthcare program is divided into four components. The first component is some sort of hospital plan or medical aid. The second is disability. What happens if you can't work because you're either permanently or temporarily disabled? The third is dreaded disease. 
If you do get the onset of any major illness, where will you get cash if you have to change your lifestyle? And the fourth is top-up insurance. So that all falls under that particular service. The next thing is double-income families. I mean, in many years gone by, maybe there weren't as many double-income families as there are today, but today double-income families need to do things themselves. The husband and wife need to work together and work on their own plans. Unfortunately, as you're aware, one in three marriages in this country don't survive, um, and therefore it's important that each partner has that you plan together as a family for you and your husband, you and your wife, and your children, but at the same time you have your own plans. It's not just leaving it to your husband, because think about it, if both of you are working, you come to retirement and you have, uh, the female hasn't uh, saved, how, that, how, how you're going to live now on one pension versus two. And then look at, then when you've done all those principles, look at how, how do you create wealth, which is relative. You know, we don't talk, we talk about Bezos and people like that. That's super, super wealth. But people in creating wealth, wealth to give, try and give them financial freedom in the years, in the years ahead. That's a very important part of it. And then you need to understand the difference between gross versus income. Too many people are putting <coughs> money in bank accounts for long term because they think that they don't want to take any risk. If you want to beat inflation, you have to take on some risk. And if you've got a five to ten year horizon, be looking to create growth versus income. As you get older, then income becomes an important component, but you've still got to beat inflation. And then you have to understand risk when you're taking when you when you're actually taking on uh, on growth. You need to understand risk. For example, if someone had invested money last January, came the end of December, they would be down 15 to 20 percent. If you'd invested money five years ago, in other words, talking about time horizon, if you put 100,000 rand away five years ago, five years later, that 100 rand, 100,000 would be worth um, 180,000, whereas last year the 100,000 would be worth 80,000. So it takes time. And you need time on your side. Yeah, and but I want to interrupt you a bit there, Brian. Yeah. So what is, in terms of percentage, what is the ballpark that you should be putting on all of those things that you recommended? Uh, how much of it should be uh, from your salary? 30%, 40%? Yeah, yeah well, look, look, the younger you are, the less you need to save. So when you're talking about saving, the younger you are in the 20s, maybe early 30s, if you're putting away anything between 12 and half and 17 and half percent, both for short and long-term savings, then I think you're doing a good job. The older you get, you've left it too long. You lose out on the eighth wonder of the world, which is the power of compound interest. Or is it the ninth wonder? I don't know. The eighth or ninth wonder of the world, the power of compound interest. So, And then when it, the younger you are, when you're buying life insurance, when you're buying disability, medical aid, everyone pays the same based on the family statistics. But when it comes to life insurance, and if you're a non-smoker, by the way, let me also give people, if you've made a New Year's resolution not to smoke or you've given smoke or you've given up smoking and you've bought life insurance or disability insurance and you're paying premiums as a smoker, you may find that if you're now a non-smoker, go back to the companies and you could get a discount of anything between 30 to 40% on your premium. That's a great incentive to quit smoking, yeah. Look at my son, he smoked one or two cigarettes uh, um, uh, 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 a week or a month, and then I just shake my head and say, no, that cigarette is actually costing you. Have a look at what your insurance is costing you because you're a smoker versus a non-smoker. Then everything is diversified. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. You've got a business, you take money out of the business, you invest in different products, you know, different asset classes, property, equity, bonds, alternative investments, you diversify globally, and so on. And then lastly, the principle, the most important thing is 
you want to retain your wealth. So you need to take on some risk, and that's why risk. But at the same time, you want to retain your wealth. If you want to retain your wealth at the present purchasing power of that wealth. Yeah. I mean, five years today, five years ago, if, if, if 100,000 today, the purchasing power is 60,000, rand. So you need to make sure that you hedge against inflation. And those are the principles of a financial plan. And yeah. Anyway, Brian, I'm going to ask the producers to call you back. So, your the line is, uh, uh, and I think the information that you're you're sharing today is is important, but the the line is letting us down. So, okay. I'm I'm okay. going to ask the producers to hang up and then uh, call you back because I did want to ask Brian, uh, you know, because you know he keeps saying that the younger you are in terms of uh, your saving, the better everything is. So, what happens if uh, you know you you're old? and you've got some money to spare or to invest, uh, you know, what are the sort of alternatives uh, that he can uh, uh, recommend? Uh, Are are you back, Brian? I I picked up the receiver now. Oh, great. Uh, I think that was our challenge. No, I wanted to, because, you know, every time I I interview you, you talk of, uh, you know, age being a factor and the importance uh, of uh, saving the younger you are, the better. What happens if somebody's older and they've got some money uh, that they feel they can throw into some sort of plan or investment? What would you recommend to them uh, so that they too have, have an even better retirement than what they thought they would have? Yeah. Look, understanding retirement, there's one important component. Re- the receiver of revenue does give very generous deductions for money saved towards retirement. And the more you earn, the better the deduction is. So we've got retirement season coming up now at the end of February. So if one puts money into, let's say they put 10,000 Rand into a retirement annuity as a one-off premium, they can do it every February. And let's say they're earning 300,000 Rand, they will save in tax 35%. So the 10,000 will only cost them 6,500, but they'll have to lay out 10,000 because the receiver of revenue is adding 3,500 for them. So the older you are, you've lost out on the power of compound interest, which is interest on interest on interest. And if you, if, if I, I, I'll give, I, I give figures out regularly uh, how that works. I mean, putting 200 rand away every month for, for, for 35 years um, and getting a return of 10% and at the same time increasing by 10% a year will give you at the end of that period 1.8 million. If you did it for 30 years, at the end of that period, it will only give you a million. And if you did it for 25 years, it will only give you 500,000. And you've only put in 39,000 Rand less. So the power of compound interest. But for retirement people, definitely think about a retirement annuity because the receiver of revenue is going to end up putting money, putting money um, adding to it for you. And that's a great way. The dangers are for people in their 40s and 50s. If you don't do something now, you'll have nothing. And if you do something, at least you will have something. Something. Otherwise, you'll become a burden on the state, a burden to your family. You'll have to rely on government pension, and even more so, you may have to go and find other work. So, people who are already in their 40s or 50s need to do that plan, need to 
look at their at their retirement, where they are in the journey, because it is a journey. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Where are you today? Speak to your financial advisor and find out where you are on that journey and what do you need to do. You may not be able to do it all, but what will give you that financial independence and what are you able to do? But at least you're moving closer, not further away. Yeah. We have a question from one of our listeners who's asking, what advice would you give to young professionals who are under 35 who have changed jobs and want to adjust their retirement contribution upwards? Is there a period when they can make this adjustment and will it affect their tax returns? Definitely, you can make contributions up increases any time up to the this year, the 20, 28th of February. Uh, there is limits. There's a limit of 27.5% of your earnings with a maximum of 350,000 rands a year. Anything above that will not rank for a tax deduction. So you can top up. You don't have to top up your existing retirement duties. You can make what's called a single payment before the end of February, which will add to your other other retirement savings. You'll get the tax deduction for this year. And by the way, if you make a monthly contribution, you can actually go to your, to your salaries office and say, I'm making a monthly contribution, and they will adjust your PAYE earning according to the contributions that you are making so that you get the benefit of the tax saving immediately as compared to only getting it when you submit your tax return. So that's for under 35s. Does it change any any age? age. age. But but 35 uh, downwards, I mean, if you can put money away, you know, the people who start their work now have just started in January. Take immediately 10 and 12.5% and put it away. It's savings for your long term. Look, we all need short-term, medium, and long-term savings. Short-term is... Money you're going to need, put a deposit down on a house or a deposit, put a deposit down on a motor car. That's short term and you don't take risk. Medium is more five to ten year type money where you may be looking to maybe only buy a house in five or ten years and you have to support children coming along. And then the long term is the retirement. So there's three different things. And short term, you want certainty and security. So you're not going to be taking on risk. But long term, you certainly 10, 15, 20 years, you want to be as growth orientated as possible. You don't want to be conservative. And so many people in their 30s and 40s and 50s are far too conservative with their investments. I'm not talking about money they may need next year or the year after, but money they're saving for retirement. They're not taking on enough risk and they're not being enough, they're not investing in enough growth uh, orientated investments. Yeah. Okay. So I'll ask you to pause then. Uh, we will continue our conversation after the news headlines. Just in case you just joined us, it's Personal Finance Tuesday with uh, Brian Hirsch. And this morning, Brian, as you can hear, is discussing the principles that we require to provide for ourselves a secure future and uh, a lot of peace of mind right into our retirement years. And if you want to ask Brian a question, you can do that on I see you, Tabiso, in Mafiging. You have a question also for Brian on 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. And the WhatsApp line is 061-410-4107. It's Brian Hirsch Tuesday on SAFM. It's 10.30. News headlines with N. Musa. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. Welcome back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's Personal Finance Tuesday with uh, Brian Hirsch. This morning, Brian is discussing the principles that are required to provide for secure, for a secure future and peace of mind into your retirement. Tabiso and Mafiken, you've got a question for Brian. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm all right, and compliments to you and Brian here. 
Compliments, sir. Thanks, Robert. Good morning. Okay. Brian Hedge, talking about securing one's future, uh, I just want to know your, your view and your professional input. There is a company called QZ Asset Management or QZ Asset Management. I don't know if you are familiar with it. And if you are, what's your view in relation to it being used as one of the tools to secure one's financial future? Um, I've never heard of QZ. I really don't know. What are they? Are they an asset management company? Are they they asset management or are they uh, um, advisors? They are asset management company where they trade in uh, stocks and indexes. Okay. And, 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 And how did you get on to them? I, it was word of mouth that I came to, to know about them, and then they have all the information on internet, who they are, where they come from, and what is their business model, if I can put it that way. Yeah, look, look. Let me let, let me explain to you. There, there are two components when you're going to invest money. One is where is the money actually going? Now, I invest money for individuals, but I do never handle the cash. I use the major institutions and then major investment houses. I use companies like Anchor and Investec, uh, Coronation, Alan Gray. So the first component is the money is held on their balance sheet, not on my balance sheet. So I don't know who QZ are. They re- are they are they registered brokers? Are they are they stockbrokers. The second component is who are you dealing with and who's going to be giving you the advice. And that's where you need experience and you need to be satisfied that the people you're dealing with are have the ability, they have a track record, have a look what their track record is like, and their track record should be very good for the last four years up to January, up to the, not 2022, and very disappointing for 2022, because 2022 was a disappointing year. Overall, over a five-year period, they should have a very good track. They should be, have done exceptionally well. So you need to understand exactly what they're doing, where's the money going, who actually, if something goes wrong, who is your debtor? In other words, who owes you the money? Is it a coronation? Is it an investic? And as I said, so those are the two components you need to know. And then you, there's, three, there's three things you need to have a relationship with a financial advisor. Number one, you have to have, they have to be capable. So capability is what you need to find out. The second question is, are you compatible? It's not just word of mouth. Are you compatible? And three, do you have confidence? And the confidence comes from what they've done and how they do things. And then lastly, as I said right at the beginning, you want to know who is your money actually going? Because if it's going to a coronation or Alan Gray or Anchor, you know that your claim if something goes wrong is against them. That doesn't mean they don't get their investment calls wrong. That they can do. But whatever the value is, you've got no dangers. That's what you need to find out, Robert. Yeah, I uh, hope you. I hope you. 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 You got uh, uh, Brian's advice, Tabby. So thank you. I think we lost Tabby. Temba in Cape Town. You also have a question for Brian. Hi, Temba. Ah, uh, good morning, KG. Good morning, morning, morning. Happy New Year. Morning, Temba. Morning. Compliments. Yes, uh, I have a question to Brian. I would like to ask: Is it advisable to pause your retirement annuity? The man that I've been uh, contributing to towards the I want to take it towards my point. To pause it? Yes, because now they would okay. normally say... And move uh, the funds to your bond, uh, at least what you were, no. your contribution. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Taba, you need to find out one important component from the retirement fund. If you pause it, what will your penalty be? What, what will... Because you've got a fund, you've been making contributions... 
and often if you pause it, there are penalties, and you need to find out what is that penalty if you pause it. The second question is, what are the terms and conditions when you want to reinstate? And the third thing is, from your point of view, when you want to pause your bond, may I ask you this question, what do you earn, Temba? Uh, so I'm just in the Midland, so. Sorry? I don't think he's com- I don't think he's comfortable with the figure. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I tell you why. On your con- retirement contribution, you get a tax deduction. If you're getting a tax deduction of only ten or fifteen percent because your earnings are low, then maybe it's not a bad idea to pause it, subject to the cost of penalty, and put the money into your bond because bond rates are going up even further. I mean, our bond rates are over ten percent. And they're even going to go up further. So that could be, if you're young, that could be an option. What you need to do as soon as possible, reinstate that retirement duty. Because two things you want at retirement. You want a home paid for and you want money that you can retire on. So those two components, find that out. If your tax rate is 30% or 35%, then think about it very carefully. Because even though you're going to pause your contribution, after the tax deduction, work out whether it pays you to put the money into the bond or pays it, put it, put it, pays you to put it into the retirement fund. You need to get a financial advisor to help you with that question. Yeah. Uh, Temba, I hope uh, you got the gist of it, but I, I'll, I take away uh, the importance of getting an, a financial advisor so that you make uh, the right decision for yourself. Uh, have a great day. Thank you, Temba. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, I mean, as we we round off, uh, you know, any key takeaways that you want to re-emphasize on before you give us uh, your contact details for the Brian Hirsch uh, Coley & Associates PTY LTD number? Yeah, okay. All I'm saying is when you're putting down a financial plan, there are those 10 components that one needs to consider. And if if you missed it, you can always email me and, and, I, and, and I will send it to you, those components, uh, because I think it is important. Uh, you can email me at info at anchorcapital.co.za, info at anchorcapital.co.za. If you want just a list of those things I explained to you about, so look at the whole program uh, and understand interest rates are going up. So that my takeaway very much is be very careful about getting taking on any more debt and even more important, make sure you start getting rid of your more expensive debt, credit card debt, uh, unsecured uh, lending type debt. Get rid of that. Sometimes your motor car and your bond finance you can't get rid of. If you've got surplus cash, think about putting it into your bond. But have a look at your overall financial plan. It's not just one piece of a jigsaw puzzle. It's the whole puzzle. Yeah. We uh, have one last voice note question for you, Brian. Let's hear what they have to say. Hi, good morning. Good morning, KG. Good morning, Brian. I'm speaking to Mike in Kimberley. Brian, I just wanted to find out when it comes to tax-free savings, when should one pay in the 36,000? Is it at the beginning of March or is it towards the end of February? And I'm just confused between top-up Okay, you've got to make the contribution thank you, thank by you. the end of February. 36,000 Rand by the end of February. I will be talking about tax-free savings accounts and retirement duties in a bit more detail in two weeks' time. But any retirement contribution to retirement duty by the end of February, tax-free savings 
by the end of February. Tax-free savings by the end of February. And you said it's in, info at uh, uh, anchorcapital.co.za. Hey, Brian. Uh, did I say that? Info <laughs> at anchorcapital.co.za. If they, want, if they either want the lifestyle or they want what I, what I call the 10 principles for a secure future and peace of mind right into retirement. Thanks, a- and your phone number, Brian? Okay, my, my, my landline, I'm not sure if it's working. We're having such trouble with our lines. 11 Please, you need to leave... If you, you need to leave your name, your question, and what area you're phoning from, because when I do phone back, if I can't get hold of you, I will pass your question on to someone in your region so they can actually help you answer the question. Super. Thank you. We leave it there. Brian Hirsch, chairperson. Have a great week. You too, week. Brian. Brian Hirsch is chairperson of the Brian Hirsch Coley and Associates PTY LTD. I did write down those contact details. It's 11 880 When you call, he says, uh, leave your name, the question, and the area that you are calling from so that uh, if you do not find him, he refers you to somebody who will be the right person to give you the right response and uh, to get those um, 10 principles that are required to provide you, <clears throat> excuse me, with a uh, secure future and peace of mind into your retirement. It's info at ncacapital.co.za. Info at ncacapital.co.za. So 